All right, here we go with the news for the 23rd of April, 2020. Let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish. Right here. All right. This is a big one. This is something we knew about. Uh, the three-day safety check week has been postponed. You know, it may not even happen this year, but so far, the CVSA has said that they're going to postpone it. Now, the two events that are still scheduled for this year is the Operation Safe Driver Week, which is July 12th through the 18th, and also the Brake Safety Week, which is still August 23rd to 29th. So just, uh, you know, stand a lookout for it. It's going to happen probably. And you maybe not get as much notice as you did before. So that's something we all look forward to every year, isn't it? All right, here we go. Let's get on with let's get on to the next thing, or however I want to say it these days. <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Here we go. All right, here's a here's a good one. It's still about Corona, but it's still good. GP Transco apparently went to the airport and picked up all the freight straight from the from the airport. I guess they moved uh, 600,000 pounds of medical supplies over the course of three days. So that's pretty cool. You know, just that's how important this stuff is. They went, they, they parked the trucks right on the airport line and loaded them right up. That's the way to do it. At least that's the way we did it in the military. So anybody who's been in the military isn't that surprised to see big trucks on the, on the tarmac loading up. But for the civilian stuff, you know, it's pretty pretty good stuff. People are stepping up to the plate. We will get through this. We will do what it takes to deliver the freight. Give us time. We'll get your stuff there. We will. I promise. Damn it, drivers. I know times are tough, but come on now. So it looks here like team drivers caught with $4.8 million in suspected cocaine. Well, apparently up in Canada, on March 17th at the U.S.-Canadian border crossing into Windsor, Ontario, According to a recent news release from the Canadian Border Services Agency, authorities say the team drivers, 31-year-old, you know what, I'm not even going to say these guys. I think their name's Indian. I can't pronounce them properly. Anyway, they tried to, as they crossed the Ambassador Bridge, they got pulled over and went through the secondary inspection, and they got busted. You know what? They may not even known that stuff was there. It's hard to say. Either way, don't be smuggling no drugs, trying to make up for the runs you ain't getting right now. All right. Once again, we will get through this. Well, it looks like Daimler Chrysler is having a big recall. And it looks like it's going to be 63,000 trucks. Oh, I said Daimler Chrysler. I meant Daimler trucks in North America. That's what I meant to say. So here we go. The models, what it is, is the mud flaps are covering the lights and it's uh, making them slightly illegal. So I'm going to go through the list. There's a pretty good list. And if you are, just call your local dealer. Uh, 2006 to 2020, 
Freightliner Columbia, 2006 to 2021 Freightliner Business Class M2, 2007 to 2020 Freightliner Coronado, 2014 to 2021 Freightliner 122 SD, 2007 Sterling A9500. I hated them damn Sterlings. I had to drive one once. I thought it was a miserable beast. 2006 Freightliner Argosy. Never drove one of those. 2006 to 2007 Sterling. Piece of shit. Sorry. Oh, did I say that aloud? 189500. Hated that damn thing. 2008 to 2021 Freightliner Cascadia. 2006 to 2008 Freightliner Classic. 2006 to 2011 Freightliner Century Class. 2006 to 2020 Freightliner FLD. I always like those. 2017 Western Star 5700. The recall is expected to begin June 12th, so nothing's going to happen until June around June 12th. That's just a tentative date, so call the dealership. Dealers will provide a fix for the exterior lighting issue free of charge. So if you got one of those tractors, check it out. What it is is, according to the documents, the rear reflective tape may be partially covered by the mud flap hanger bracket, which may reduce the vehicle's visibility to other drivers on the road. As such, these vehicles fail to comply with the requirements of Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard Numbers 108. So it's a quick fix, 63,000 of them. You got that issue? Go ahead, check down. All right, let's get moving on. All right, and this is a biggie. I'm out of order here, but who cares, right? And the, earlier this week, April 16th, you know, the ATA joined President Trump at the White House to honor the American truck driver. They parked a couple of trucks out there. You know, they put a couple of the biggies, put a UPS truck out there and a couple others, and I don't remember who was all out there, but, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not a big political guy, but... You know, really what uh, what it comes down to is that the American truck driver is basically keeping the, you know, the glue that keeps the economy rolling. Now, that being said, I don't think we're heroes. I think we're just out here doing what we do, and we're just, you know, just, we have a few hardships, but it's not that big a deal. Earlier generations went off to war and fought battles, and this generation we are asked to drive a truck and deliver freight and maybe go without a hot meal once in a while. Yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask. I can live with that. If the things I take in my truck help somebody out, then I have no problem with that. It's not a big deal. So, no. Am I a, truck, am I a hero for being a driver? No, not really. I don't think so because I'd be doing it anyway. But are times harder for you guys out there? And for me, because I'm out there too. Of course they are. But we will adapt. We will survive. We will get through this. You know, you know, if you're out there listening, and you, you know, trust me, we will deliver your freight. That's what we do. We're drivers. That's our thing. We will deliver your freight. Be it a LTL carrier or a truckload carrier. You know, most of my friends are drivers, and. Most a lot of them are veterans, so it's very patriotic to them to deliver freight. So we'll see what happens. So I don't know. Just keep delivering freight. All right, I'm starting to ramble on this one, so I don't know. Let's get on with the next one. All right, here we go, drivers. Back to more Coronado, Corona nonsense. Anyway, if you're going up into Canada, wear a face mask. 
Now, the Canadian Transportation or the Trucking Alliance was told that no drivers will be turned away from entering Canada as a result of this policy, and Canadian Border Services agencies will be attempting to provide drivers with a mask should they not have one. Now, it doesn't go into the news article doesn't go into exactly what you need, but at the very least, try to have a bandana or something like that. You know, cover your face when you go up to Canada it might give you less hassles. Uh, but then again, maybe they won't want to do the inspection or secondary inspection if your face isn't covered. So if you're going up to Canada, you know, try to beat the the rush and get your face covered because it might get you in and out of there faster. It's hard to say. All right. So here we go. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, here's a great response from the government. Not my government, but the British Columbia. Apparently they're installing. The province will be funding the installation of portable toilets at some at several commercial vehicle pullouts, inspection stations, and chain-up locations throughout the BC. Installation of the additional portable toilets began the past weekend with completion over the coming weeks to provide more options for commercial drivers. So that's pretty cool. You know, way to step up. You know, these guys are, you know, trying to get the freight there. And, you know, it's nice to see the government agencies make a little bit of effort to try to help us out to get in our way. It's really nice. British Columbia. Hats off to you guys. All right, here we are. We're back. Well, you guys don't know it, but thank goodness everything got saved. Oh, my goodness, the power just went off. Flickered and turned off the computer, and I didn't even realize it was supposed to rain, so it's going to rain all the way to work tonight. Lucky me. I live in Milwaukee, but I work out of Chicago as a sleeper driver, so I'm, I only got to drive to work once a week. So it's under 10 miles. It's going to be a long drive. But I guess the car could use a little cleaning. So it looks like I was able to restart the computer and get this up, and it looks like everything was saved. So that's good. All right, let's get it back on with the show. Well, here's something, you know, of course, we go back to Corona. We can't get away from this stuff. So anyway, earlier in the week, uh, TA Truck Stops. I don't know. I'm just really not a big fan of them anymore. Anyway, T Truck Stops, trucks, you know, Travel Centers of America said they would be laying off 2,900 field employees as well as 122 corporate employees, primarily as a result of the full-service restaurant closures. All right, laid-off workers currently enrolled in a benefits program will be able to keep their health care coverage. Employees who were laid off are also encouraged to apply for enhanced unemployment benefits under the CARES Act. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it has mostly to do with the restaurants, you know. And, uh, you know, they've had a drop in business. But, you know, I'll tell you what. I go to the Love's Truck Stops, and I actually see more people working there than ever. And they're in there just scrubbing away on everything. So, TA, instead of laying these guys off, because your stores are, could use a little cleaning. Um why not, uh, you know, throw in a, you know, throw in some hours there for them and give them a bottle of hand cleaner or, you know, sanitizer and just scrub the hell out of your store. Uh, that's why I go to the Loves right now because those guys look like a bunch of tweakers going crazy just scrubbing the hell out of that damn store. And I like that. Yeah. So, or maybe clean the bathrooms more often. You certainly get the employees that do it. All right. I'm being critical, but hey, I'm a driver. I'm supposed to be critical, right? All right, here's another one. New York stepping up to the plane. New York is adding two temporary rest area locations. All right, the first location is the Hunts Point Food Distribution Center in the Bronx. The other is the Global Container Terminal in Staten Island. 
I've never been either one of them. I know, I know. You're not a driver until you've gone through the hell. I've heard all the horror stories in the Hunts Point, but I've never been there. Anyway, apparently authorities say both locations will provide drivers with portable toilets, trash cans, lighting, and a security patrol to ensure that drivers can park and rest safely. That's pretty cool. The temporary rest areas are part of the $170 million called Feeding New York that aims to provide meals for New Yorkers during the COVID-19 crisis while protecting the city's food supply chain. New York officials pointed out that 90% of the food supply comes in via long-haul trucking. Wow, I didn't realize it was that high. You know, good, you know, good for New York for recognizing you know, their vulnerabilities and going out of their way to make it easier for the drivers to, to help them. I just think that's fantastic. Good good work for you, New York. New York's really, you're getting hit hard with this stuff. They've, you know, had a lot of cases of, of virus, and they're really stepping up to the plate. You know, good for New York. Um, you know, they can be, uh, New Yorkers can be a little uh, strange at times, but when it comes to a crisis, very few states know how to respond or know how to deal with it better than a New York or a New Yorker. You know, there's a there's a reason why in most uh, war movies, there's always a New Yorker. There's some always Italian New Yorker in every single war movie uh, who talks a lot. Well, wait, wait, what am I saying? I talk a lot. I'm not Italian, though. Anyway, <laughs> let's get moving on. Good for you, New York. All right, drivers, here's one. Many of you are going to know this place, and this is kind of sad. Apparently, earlier this week, the Browns from the uh, the Arkansas restaurant, you know, down there off the I-30 in Benton, well, they're closing. Oh, it was a great restaurant. They had a 100-foot-long buffet, okay? And it had good truck parking, you know. I mean, it's been a while since I've been down there, but I went there a couple times, and I really enjoyed the place. I try to stay away from the buffets, though. On Thursday, uh, Philip and Sissy Brown announced that they would close Brown's Country Store and Restaurant after 47 years in business. 47 years. The Browns said that they are retiring. Brown's Country Kitchen Restaurant is located on I-30 in Benton, Arkansas. It has been closed since mid-March due to coronavirus requirements. The Browns said in a statement in their closing, we have enjoyed serving local patrons, friends, tourists, and celebrities. Over these many years, we have heard memorable stories from locals who have talked to people all over the world who have experienced brown southern hospitality and delicious food. The restaurant, which could seat about 400, was best known for its 100-foot-long all-you-can-eat buffet and menu items like southern fried chicken, cinnamon rolls, and fried green tomatoes. The Browns also said that they donated enough food after closing each night to feed half a million people through various charities during their 47 years in business. So that's kind of cool. At the end of the night, they took all the food and donated it to a charity. Get people... uh, you know, kept people eating. I think that's fantastic. Browns, I think you were a great restaurant. Uh, you know, I enjoyed your food. Uh, you guys are going to be sorely missed. I can't imagine anybody doing it as well as you guys. But after 47 years, I can imagine why you'd want to retire. So to Mr. and Mrs. Brown, hey, I hope you guys enjoy your retirement. All right, let's get moving on. All right, in an earlier episode, we talked about how the federal government was going to lift the rules on selling, you know, food trucks at rest areas. And it looks like California is joining that list. So California opens highway rest areas to food trucks, helping truckers get warm meals. I think this is fantastic. Uh, food trucks. It's a perfect, it's perfect. And trucks can go in the rest area, rest areas there. Parking's already set up. 
It's awesome. It's a win-win for everybody. So good for you, California. There's quite a few other states. I can't remember all of them offhand that are allowing this. I think they should all just go for it and be done with it. Anything that makes it easier for us, I'm all for. All right, let's get going. All right, let's move on to maritime. So this is a big one. All right, I had to say it. If you're in the, you know, between Michigan and, and Wisconsin, and you are, you know, Michigan has a stay-at-home order, and it lasts until the 30th of April. If you have a motorboat, and you venture into the Michigan side of, like, let's say, Lake Michigan, you're in violation of the stay-at-home order, and you can get fined. So if you're in a non-motorized boat, you're fine. You know, canoe, sailboat, whatever. So as long as your motor isn't in the water, you're fine. So the best thing to do is just stay away from that area. So it's a, it's a little different. It's a twist. People may not realize it. But if you're in a, you know, like I said, if you're in a motorboat and you're in the Michigan side of the boundary waters, just be careful. Uh, you don't want to begin to take it or any kind of fine. It doesn't say what the fine is. It just says uh, no motorboats. Yeah, stay at home. Stay, stay safe. Executive order prohibits the use of motorboat, jet ski, or similar watercraft. Includes gas and electric motors in Michigan waters for the duration of the executive order, which is currently set to expire at 11.59 p.m. April 30th. Users of these boundary waters must pay attention to their location and follow the laws of the state they are in. So, anyway, if you're if you're out there boating, just be careful. Keep an eye on that. All right. Greyhound is launching Rides for Responders program to support frontline heroes during the COVID-19. So just Google Greyhound launches, or Google uh, Rides for Responders Greyhound. And what they're doing is their uh, Rides for Responders provides two free one-way tickets to any doctor, nurse, paramedic, EMT, medical technician, firefighter, member of law enforcement, or mortician. Uh, that's kind of sad. Mortician volunteering and needing to travel to a volunteer site by utilizing its existing roadways program rewards program. Those looking to take advantage of the ticket can visit the program's website and follow the simple instructions. After signing up for Roadway Rewards and providing the necessary information, Greyhound will deposit the ticket into the member's account within approximately 72 hours. So if you're uh, you know, looking to volunteer in some place that needs you, and you have no way to get there, and you're not above taking a bus, uh, check out Greyhound. They're going to give you two tickets, one there and one back. All right? I don't know if I really want to be on a bus right now, but I think that's fantastic for them to step up to the plate. All right, let's get moving on. Well, I guess we're not going to be moving on. That's all we got for today. Not too much. Mostly about the virus. Hopefully we can go back to regular trucking news soon. We will get through this. You know, drivers, just be careful. The truck stops are stepping up to the plate. They're cleaning the hell out of places. There's still food there. I've seen it some places, you know, like the subway will close at night at the restaurant, but they'll make a bunch of sandwiches and put it in the cooler. So check the cooler. Maybe you find something there you didn't know was normally it's normally not there. Uh, soda refills. Uh, you go to the Loves, you know, they'll give you a cup. You, you know, you just fill up your container. It's fine. You're still getting that. Places are stepping up. They're cleaning the hell out of these places. We're going to get through this. All right. Microwaves, though. Eh, that's behind the counters. Those are a little hard to get to these days. So what I'm doing, yes, this is commercial. I'm using the Hotlogic stove. You'll see the link in the show notes, and you'll see the 
the coupon code in there, Kingfish. You get, I think it's three ninety nine off the thing. It's fantastic. I use it every day. My co-driver started using it also. And what it is, is it allows you to, uh, you know, it's a little hot plate that fit. It's in the stove and it's it's kind of folds up and it's anyway. You click on the link and you'll see the you'll see the pictures of the thing. It's awesome. I use it. Now I'm not going to say daily, but I use it quite a bit. It, uh, you know, I sit it right on top of the cooler. I, what it is, I take my cooler, I put a non-skid pad on top of there, I glued it down so things don't go sliding around, and then I just set the the stove there. My co-driver, he just throws it on the floor, and it's fine. Uh, what is he? What am I making there? Well, mostly I just reheat stuff. But if you go to the Facebook page and look up Hot Logic uh, recipes, you'll find all kinds of recipes. Some people cook chicken, fish, stuff that's raw. I haven't done any of that. I'm mostly just a reheater myself. You know, I cake things from the house and then reheat them. Like this week, it's going to be stew. The wife made this fit. Oh, my God. She made this amazing stew in the crock pot. It was just amazing. And I'll be taking that to work this week. So have I had shortages of food over the road? No, but then I take most of my stuff with me. I'm only out for a week at a time, so it's not that big a deal for me. So I don't know. Now, if you're listening to this on Facebook and you don't hear, you know, there's a song at the end, it probably means that uh, Facebook muted the music for whatever reason. Why do they do that? I don't know. They think it's copyrighted. I get it through audio. That's A-U-D-I-I-O. I have license with them so I can use the music anywhere and, you know, anytime I want. I got a hundred year license because I joined up when they first signed up, so... If you hear it muted and you're listening to this on Facebook, that's why, because Facebook uh, muted me and won't let me put the music in. It's a real pain in the ass. Uh, there's no response. It's almost impossible to contact these guys and get them to straighten things out. I complain to audio, but they're probably having the same problems, so we'll see what happens. So anyway, that's all I got for this week. Of course, you've heard the outro music. So stay out of trouble. Stay safe. We will get through this. All right. All right. We will get through this. And I'll try to get some, you know, some different views. Martinez, Abe Martinez has got a podcast. He's uh, driving sleeper truck now. So maybe we can get Abe on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of nice, you know, having, uh, well, Abe was a podcast buddy long before he was a driver. So that's kind of neat, you know, seeing him as a driver. It's going to be exciting to see especially what he comes up with because the guy's really creative and I would imagine he's going to come up with some crazy stuff. He's got some crazy voices and things. He does, he, he does some NPR stuff that just like, it's just busts me up every time. So anyway, hopefully we'll get Abe on the show and then we'll get Patrick back. Now Patrick from We Live on a Planet, he's going to be doing that commercial for the Carpe. He's the sweaty guy in the commercial, the Carpe commercial. So that's another one we're excited about. I think that that is so cool. I've watched that commercial a couple of times. Just because my buddy's in it. I can't wait to see it. It's going to, you know, on live TV, it's going to be a blast. Oh my God, that'll be awesome. You know, it's nice when your friends, you know, get stuff like that done. It's just great. You know, it's just something we're really looking forward to. So, and we'll get some other stuff. And of course, we'll get Sal Paul on here again. Right now, it's just really hard to schedule everything with this coronavirus. Everybody's running around. They're doing things a little differently. Everybody's trying to deliver freight. And it's just, I don't know. It's just hard to schedule things. So, anyway, that's all I got. Kingfish out.
the skin of the one you cannot win. So come a little closer. 